0: Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho. Merry
1: Trashmas.
0: Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, and your favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. Today, we wanted to start off your holiday season with some festive trash with a special Christmas episode of Trash Talk. A roundtable discussion regarding trash cinema, the intricacies of film, and all the fun little garbage nuggets in between. On today's Trash Talk, I'm bringing along two of my favorite people to discuss our favorite Christmas horror films and why you should add them to your Christmas watch list. But before we dive in, why don't I start off by introducing the people joining me on today's episode. First up, he's eloquently spoken and has the mustache to prove it. The king of the minisode, Bennett Thompson.
2: A lot more than the mustache right now, but I have a lot more things to prove, I think, as well. Happy to be here, Cayman. Happy holidays.
0: It's true, it's true. You've gone full beard on us. I think you're getting prepared for the Santa Claus role since you are Hmm. roughly 800 years old. We
2: went to to grade school together. We
0: did indeed. And now next up is one of my longtime friends. She's often known as the Queen of New Orleans and is an expert on how to get drunk and how to tell ghost stories. Jackie Tracy.
1: Thanks for finally having me on. I'm really excited. Uh, I am definitely a longtime listener and uh, stoked to talk about some holiday horror.
0: I'm so happy that you're here, but before Finally we Damon, in, in, I know, okay, but before we jump in, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget to email the show by submitting movie recommendations or be by being a guest host by emailing us at SaveTrashCinema at gmail.com or you can DM us on Twitter at SaveTrashCinema or on Instagram at SaveTrashCinema as well. Make sure. Check out last week's episode when I genuinely debated actually canceling the podcast forever. When we covered the not-so-trash-cinema disaster, uh, the 2018 Dwayne The Rock Johnson film Skyscraper. And that movie fucking sucks. And Jeremiah, I know you're listening. Go fuck yourself. We'll be continuing to release mini-sodes, crosshair episodes, interviews, and even game shows. So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. But enough housekeeping. Why don't you nestle up to the fire, grab a cup of eggnog, put on your favorite Linnea Quigley sweater, and take a ride with us. Christmas Horror, everyone. Christmas Horror. The name is simple enough, but the history behind it is much more interesting. The idea of blending the winter holiday with the horror has been around for hundreds if not thousands of years. Look no further than Germany's legend about the mythical Krampus, also made into a Christmas horror film with a 2015's Krampus, about the half-goat, half-demon Christmas creature that would beat naughty little children and kidnap them to make them live in their torture lair. But the legends don't end there. Oh, no, no, no. There is the Dutch Belsnickel, Perchta, the belly slitter, Iceland's Christmas giantess, Grilla, or St. Nicholas's demonic sidekick, Nech Rupech. Needless to say, Christmas and horror go together like mistletoe and spit swapping. Since Christmas and horror meld so well together, it would not only make sense that both would meet together in the likes of other media outside of legends and folk tales. This is true considering that one of the most prolific pieces of Christmas media is none other than Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yes, yes, I hear the cries now. But you can't tell me that being visited by three ghosts late at night and one of them ghost of Christmas yet to come is literally fucking death. Do not at me or write in. I am correct. A Christmas Carol is a horror story. And now, while it was first modernized version of the story we know so well was released in a film adaptation in 1951 under the title Scrooge, and now there had been some previous versions, mostly silent, mostly short, and also very fucking dark. But Scrooge is where the story finds more of the fantasy roots and lighthearted, hearted often comedic tone. Now, over the years, there's been many horror films set around the holiday, but not intrinsically tied to the actual themes and set pieces found in the Dickens classic. Films such as 1944's Curse of the Cat People or 1961's Blast of Silence. But in 1971, Trash Cinema and Christmas came together in a wave of festive cheer and bloody screams with the release of whoever slew Auntie Rue. Now, the film, a modern retelling of Hansel and Gretel, is set during the eve of Christmas, and it sets the stage for the years to come and inspired a resurgence of dark and bloody answers to everyone's Christmas cheer. The films you're about to hear of curated by myself and my lovely co-host on today's episode are inspired by the same lurid history of the world's most beloved holiday. Now, keep in mind, this isn't a full comprehensive list, but just some of our favorites. If you have suggestions of films we didn't cover, feel free to drop us a line this holiday season because we love to check them out. Now, with the historical deep dive out of the way, why don't we start off with our list of favorite spooky films for this Christmas season? Now, Miss Jacqueline, you're going to be the one starting us off today, and you have brought some heavy hitters. So why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what is the number one film that you watch every single Christmas?
1: I will, but I also did want to note, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I did a little bit of research because I wasn't sure how much to research for this episode, uh, and I actually found out they had a list, I was looking up how many Christmas horror movies there were in general, and there was a list made of uh, horror films made for each holiday, and they ranked from the uh, lowest amount to the highest amount, and out of all the holidays, Christmas actually has the most horror movies about it, actually doubles Halloween, so... We obviously had a really wide range of titles to choose from, which was really exciting. Uh, But my number one has always been, as long as it's been out, and probably will always be the movie Dead End.
0: Hallelujah. Mm. Dead End. Now, Dead End came out in 2003. The plot synopsis goes as such. For the past 20 years, Frank Harrington has grudgingly driven his family to celebrate Christmas with his mother-in-law. This year, he takes a shortcut. It's the biggest mistake of his life. The nightmare begins mysterious woman in white wanders through the forest leaving death in her wake a terrifying black car its driver invisible carries the victims into the heart of the night every road sign points to a destination they will never reach the survivors succumb to panic to madness deeply buried secrets burst to the surface and Christmas turns into a living hell this movie's fucking awesome
1: yeah. <laughs> it's so good it Just, really is
0: it has such an amazing cast as well um God, it's got um fuck it's got- the Queen.
1: No, that I was gonna say it. That was no. my number one reason for loving this movie so queen. much is Lynn fucking Shay. If I could hand pick a grandmother, so help me God, it would be her. God bless that woman. And would I think this is her, her best would 100
2: world. years from now.
0: But right? not only that, but it also has Ray Weiss, yeah, that's known from Twin Peaks, who is the most like he's just perfect at playing like deadpan and just straight up maniacal. And he's just pitch perfect in this movie. It, it's it, There's moments I love it. It's just, it's can be terrifying one second and just absolutely hysterical the next. And it's just like a perfect Christmas film. Maybe don't watch with your family, but uh, definitely one to check out. Um, I'm trying to think. It's currently on Freebie. I know that. I want to say it's also on two B as well. So definitely, if you don't mind the ads, go check it out this Christmas. Was I right in thinking that
2: was a Broadway show? Was that not a theater production first before it was a movie?
0: That's a good question. I did not
2: look this up. I felt like when I first saw that movie for the first time, I I read that somewhere. But I was hoping one of y'all could confirm. But clearly, neither of you have ever seen the film.
0: That's okay. (laughs) Okay. Very true. Look, I've only
1: seen one Broadway show. But if it is, I I need tickets yesterday.
0: But speaking of of, uh, douchebags who have lots of things to say, Bennett, why don't you go tell us what your favorite Christmas horror film is?
2: Suppose I could, since you're paying us so much money. Mine is a little film called Gremlins. Uh, You may or may not have heard of this movie. It's uh, surely you have. It's part of the lexicon that is Americana, especially in the pop culture world. Uh, For me, I when I when it comes to Christmas movies, the reason I pick Gremlins number one is because I can't not think of Gremlins at Christmas. Right? If we're thinking Christmas movies, I can think some other movies. Uh, but when it when it comes to just Christmas in general, one of the first things that pops in my head is Gremlins. Always has been. It's one of the first movies I saw when I was a kid that I can remember. Uh, it's got some fantastic songs, obviously catchy tunes. They had a big marketing push around it, all kinds of toys. And obviously they made the cute little thing. Big budget, uh, Spielberg, executive produced, um, directed by the one and the only Joel Dante. Uh, director it's got of a good- Howling. Good blend of comedy and horror, but this was one of those again, it's one of the first movies that I remember as a kid being like, This is what I like, not the Care Bearers film. I really like this. And it, it was PG. Well, if you've seen Gremlins, and I hope you have, that movie is crazy to well, call it I... a PG.
0: Why don't I tell the audience? Oh, maybe, story. If you guys are crazy and haven't seen Kremlins, this is the plot, right? A miniature green monster tears through the small town of Kingston Falls. Hijinks ensue as a mild mannered bank teller releases these hideous loonies after gaining a new pet and violating two of the three simple rules. One, no water violated. Two, no food after midnight, violated. And three, no bright light. Hilarious mayhem instruction in town, straight up Norman Rockwell. So when your washing machine blows up or your TV goes on the fritz, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a Grandma in your house. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic movie. Obviously, I feel like this is what everyone obviously knows, but this also, I think, plays into trash cinema as well. Because, one, yes, this is very much a Christmas movie, two, it's also very exploitative of different cultures. This Quite. movie did yeah. not age very well in terms no. of the way that it handles things and take that as it may. It still is a delightful movie. This is one I would say you can watch with your family. Uh, most people <laughs> do. Uh, but and this is very much. Family. Some people might say this isn't a horror film, but I. I those those maybe, people
2: would be wrong. I'm sorry. This is a horror movie. There's, there's a, definitely a horror movie. There's a body count. It's not one or two or three. There's a serious body count in this film. There's some really disgusting deaths of both spoiler alert people and gremlins it's this is the, this movie actually this combined with uh raiders of the lost ark or the second temple of doom indiana jones movie is what got the ratings agency to develop the pg-13 rating because so many parents were taking these their kids to go see this cute little adorable fuzzball in this movie called gremlins that's rated pg and there was no pg-13 so they still said, yeah, it's for some kids. You have to read the description. I think some kids will enjoy it, but this is not for all the kids. They said, well, let's make a different rating then. It's PG-13 because of Gremlins. That's kind of wild to me to think that, that, it, did, that it existed, but I love it because it does scare me. As a kid, I can remember being scared by this movie. I can never hear the song, Do You Hear What I Hear?, and not immediately be triggered to the terrifying scene of the mother in the house figuring out like, Ooh, such a good film, man. Well, great music new, too.
0: Good news for the audience. Guess what? The movie is currently streaming on HBO max right now. So if you have an HBO max subscription, you can check that out there. Also a lot of times little local theaters, your hometown theaters, a lot of times we'll show gremlins too. So uh, you might be able to catch it at a local cineplex come Christmas time. So be on the lookout now for me. I love Christmas horror. I do it every year. I do my 25 days of Christmas horror. And the way I always start off every single one of them is Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. Now, this is a little bit different. So just bear with me. After seeing his parents murdered in front of him, a young boy spends most of his life in an orphanage where he is abused by the mother superior. When he becomes a teenager, he gets a job dressed as the Toy store Santa. When seeing two people having sex in the store brings on flashbacks of his parents. His turmoil leads him to become a Santa dressed serial killer when nothing but punishing the naughty on his mind. This movie is pinnacle trash cinema meets Christmas. No question about it. It opens with the obligatory, not very fun to watch scene of his parents dying. And you'll probably understand why. That scene's not fun when you watch it, but the movie goes off rails quick. We got a wonderful cameo by Linnea fucking Quigley. I've never the absolute her. queen. And uh, just honestly, it's just one of my personal favorites. I love this is just a horror film, but as a Christmas horror film, this movie is gory as shit, has one of the most amazing ends, and then spurned off some of the funniest sequels of probably any horror film ever. The second film is literally just all of the movies as Silent Night Deadly Night Part two is just literally 35 or I would say 75% of the movie is the entirety of the first film <laughs> with terrible cut ins with the infamous scene where he says, It's garbage day. Garbage Day. Like it's just <laughs> such a fantastic trash cinema film. So, I like watch 90 minutes of him just repeating it's garbage day. What do you what do you think about Silent Night Deadly Night?
1: I love it. Actually, I I thought about putting it on my list. Honestly, I knew it would be on yours. And I knew that you deserved it a little bit more than I did. So I left it off. Um, But no, it's a great movie. The second one is absolute just recycled trash, I suppose. But uh, yeah, definitely belongs on on this list.
0: And number part three in the series actually stars Bill Mosley, which is Ah. like such an incredible cameo. But Either way, Silent Night Deadly Night is awesome. I know it's streaming on Shudder right now. Um, So if you have Shudder, they've got, I want to say, all the way up to part four. I don't know if I would ever go that far, but if you want to, oh boy, it is probably one of the
2: best definitions of trash cinema we're going to hear today. Like that is what I think of when I think of trash cinema. It's perfect. Silent Night, and trust me, we will be covering it later
1: this Ah.
0: month. Oh,
1: all right. Now, Jackie.
0: Jackie back to you what what is number two on your list
1: so my number two was a no-brainer as well I didn't even have to think about my first two movies they are just without a doubt the best um, and I think that my number two I think belongs also in, in some form of loyalty as far as holiday Christmas movies are concerned. And that is the original 1974 Black Christmas, although I did mention I do have a couple things I want to say about one of the remakes at some point, but hands down the 1974 version of Black Christmas.
0: Awesome. So for Black Christmas... It's time for Christmas break, and the sorority sisters make plans for the holiday. But the strange anonymous phone calls are beginning to put them on edge. When Claire disappears, they contact the police, who don't express much concern. Meanwhile, Jess is planning to get an abortion, but boyfriend Peter is very much against it. The police finally begin to get concerned when a 13-year-old girl is found dead in the park. They set up a wiretap to the sorority house, but will they be in time to prevent a sorority girl attrition problem? I uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, I ain't gonna help all. <laughs> yeah, there, is, there is just nothing but death in this movie. And as you mentioned, yes, there are actually three Black Christmas films. Um, there was the original nineteen seventy four, which is. Honestly, one of the greatest horror films ever made, in my opinion. Okay. Um, then we had the sequel, which I want to say was 2003, called Black Xmas. And then as of, I want to say, last year in 2021, we had the sequel, pre not even a sequel, it wasn't a sequel, it was just another fucking remake, uh, just called Black Christmas again. And um, I don't know, there's a I definitely can say that the, the early 2000s Black Christmas was not good. It was not good no. at all. All right,
1: look, I'll just get this out of the way then, right? (laughs) Because when it came out, I actually did like parts of it. Is it a good movie? No. But is there a scene where a man makes cookies out of his mom's back using the cookie cutters, just sticking them in her back and then putting those slices in the oven and cooking them and eating them? I'm sorry. That's (laughs) fantastic. Outside of that, I... I agree. The The other one is is far, far, far better. But just now, that anyone, one scene is so great. Has
0: anyone seen the remake? I, I, I refused to watch no. it when I found out it was PG-13. I was like, oh, why would I do this to myself? I no. It's very difficult to sell me on a PG-13 horror film, much less a PG-13 version of Black Christmas, which is incredibly fucking brutal um and honestly it's like a very much like a feminist icon horror film i would put it up there with the likes of something like slumber party massacre it's like very feminist forward and uh i definitely don't think i don't know maybe they did it justice from what i heard they didn't but you know you'd be the judge of that um in terms of black christmas black christmas is currently on amc plus so that means you should be able to check it out on shutter as well uh, but you can also pick it up on Prime. Apparently you can find it on a lot of stuff. It's on Peacock currently as well as Pluto TV uh, and Tubi. So hey, fuck yeah, we're bringing it back to Tubi. So a uh, good news there is definitely go check that one out. Um, that will be, whether it's this year or next year, this will be one that we definitely cover on STC. Seriously, one of
2: the best, like just pure slasher horror movies credited with defining the genre. It's pre-Mike Myers, pre any of that stuff. And it happens to be a Christmas movie. It wouldn't be without it, but it's... Still just a really good standalone horror movie that has its place in the history of horror because it really did define the genre. All right. Now, Bennett, mm.
0: speaking of you, what
2: is number two on your list? My second one is a lot more recent, uh, kind of going with my what makes me think of Christmas with the first one in Gremlins. My second one is just one of my favorite movies of the more modern era, uh, kind of that um, atmospheric horror, if you will, in The Lodge starring... Mm. Like, I never know how to say her name. Riley Kia.
0: Riley Kia. Riley Kier. Riley now, the Lodge, a soon-to-be stepmom, is snowed in with her fiancé's two children in a remote holiday village. Just as relations finally began to thaw between the trio, strange, frightening events threatened to summon psychological demons from her strict religious childhood. Now, this movie is on Hulu. Um, very dark. Very depressing. Quite, yeah. Um, this movie is essentially hereditary set at Christmas and it is fucked up.
2: Great way to put it. Yeah, it's it's got the hereditary vibe. So if you liked hereditary, it's again atmospheric. A lot of it is the cinematography. I think especially inside, there's not but a a few shots that are actually at eye level. So you're either looking up or looking down. There's a lot to this movie. There's a lot packed in. And a lot of it, it's, again, in your standard thinking of horror, it's not really gory. Okay. It's not really bloody or anything like that. It's one of those that gets into your brain and makes you think. And just when you think you know what's up, you don't. And it takes a lot of really great turns that really feel the right direction too it doesn't feel like you're forced you're just like oh come on I wish it would end and in fact it kind of um, ends on its own
0: it's also directed by the duo who made goodnight mommy that's right um, so if you're in if you know anything about goodnight mommy it is a very psychologically psychological thriller meets horror and gets really fucked up really fast with some very intense scenes of scares and I will want to say one more time it is on Hulu
1: question yes ma'am I mean, wait, spoilers are okay right no okay I never. oh god heard. yeah i
2: don't know that you could talk I, about this movie without yeah spoilers. you really just say what you just think you know about this movie do you that. don't know
0: <laughs> well there is i will say that there is a part just a heads up there is animal death in the movie so if that's not something that you enjoy watching maybe sit this one out now coming up for me my second pick of the year is always christmas evil which came out in 1980 christmas evil is a story of a boy who loves christmas he is scarred as a child when he learns that Santa is not real. Throughout his the rest of his life, the toy maker tries to make the Christmas spirit a reality. He becomes obsessed with the behavior of children and the quality of the toys he makes. When he is met with hypocrisy and cynicism, the resulting snap causes him to go on a Yuletide killing spree to complete this dark comedic horror. Let me say, they say comedic and sure there's a couple parts that might be a little funny. However, this movie literally is postal meets Christmas and is very dark and very sad and has one of the most insane endings of any film that is on this list, hands down. Uh, this actually, when I we spoke with Brian Lanano, if you haven't checked that episode out, he is on uh, an interview with Brian Lanano. We talked with him. This was actually his trash in film that he wanted to save was Christmas evil this movie is fucking incredible. It is one of the best and honestly is known widely known. as like one of the best horror films to really ever come out. It's just very well done on a lot of different facets and is one of my personal favorites. It is. It's insane. This movie is insane and it is very much trash cinema, but it's also just a completely different beast on its own. And uh, it's a movie. I personally absolutely fucking love this movie. It's a good point. It's it really is
2: trash cinema, but it is so good. That's, again, why we do this podcast. That's why we love films like this. It's entertaining from beginning to end. It's uh, fantastic on, you know, with a lower budget than you would expect and just gives you delivery from beginning to end. Sits with you. It's rewatchable. Mm. Definitely good for the season. We'll always stay on the list.
0: Very true. So once again, this movie is going to be on AMC Plus. That means it's going to be on Shudder as well. (laughs) As well as motherfucking Tubi, so go check that one out. Jackie, we're coming back to you for your final Christmas selection this year. And I know you saved a great one for us.
1: Yeah, I felt like this was one of the more unique suggestions that I could possibly think of. And ever since I saw it for the first time, I make sure to watch it every year. And that choice is Rare Expo- Rare Exports a Christmas Tale which is just bonkers and nothing like any other movie. I think that we could put on this list.
0: All right. Now this Finnish film came out in 2010. And the story goes as such on Christmas Eve in Finland, Santa Claus is unearthed in an archeological dig soon after children start disappearing, leading a boy and his father to capture Santa. And with the help of fellow hunters, they look to sell him back to the corporation that sponsored the dig. And then there's Santa's elves who are determined to free their leader. This movie is perfection. If you don't mind subtitles, like I don't think I could like recommend another christmas horror film that you will ever see that's like this movie polish up on your finish
2: and just watch it without the subs it's even better
0: fair that's a good point there's some anime nerd out there who's saying that shit right now like (laughs) i know Finnish just as well as i know japanese i read the manga like go fuck yourself this movie's great though jackie why don't you tell us a little bit more about like why you love the movie
1: yeah i just think it it defies genre boundaries first off um it's actually listed as a fantasy action horror comedy film um, which is it's <laughs> honestly, true it's not wrong it's just you watch it and you're like what the hell am i even watching like it's this it's terrifying at parts um it can be funny there's definitely a lot of like heartfelt moments that are in it as well um the the elves are terrifying and That's just crazy. when you think that they are like initially you think that the elf that they found is santa And so you're thinking that's like evil Santa. Then when you realize it's actually an elf and Santa's even bigger and badder and scarier, it's like a whole new level. It's like the craziest twist when you learn that. And it's just such a, it's just such a bonker. I think the remote setting really lends its way well to this film Mm. as well. Um, Robert, uh, sorry, Roger Ebert actually called it an R-rated Santa Claus origin story crossed with the thing. And I yes. thought
0: that was a lot of fun. That's that's an app. Now a uh, Rare Exports a Christmas Tale is currently on Shudder. It's on Hulu and it's also on Tubi. To be always on Tubi, baby. If it's on Tubi, is it even worth watching? <laughs> Probably. Probably more so. But you know what? We love Tubi anyways. All right. Now, Bennett, you're you're gonna take us home with your th- or not take us home, you're just gonna say your third, and then I'll take us home after. But Bennett, your third pick for this Christmas, what do you got for us?
2: Uh, my third pick, again, my first one was big. That means to me for Christmas. My second one was just one of my favorite movies that happens to be at Christmas. My third one is what I would consider the most trash cinema of my three picks. And that is Jack Frost starring none other than Batman, Michael Keaton. It is one of those comedies. That, oh, wait a minute. Wrong, wrong. Wrong Jack Frost. I'm sorry. Promise you your kids haven't seen this Jack Frost. It is trash. It is bad. It is Chucky. With a snowman?
0: You got a better synopsis than that came I doubt it. Absolutely not, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. So Jack Frost, not to be mistaken, like uh, Bennett said, for the Michael Keaton film, this film actually came out a year earlier in 1997. Now it follows a serial killer who is genetically mutated by toxic waste after being left for dead following a car wreck on the way to his execution, after which he becomes a murdering snowman hellbent on revenge for the sheriff who caught him as well as anyone standing in this frostbitten path. uh, Yeah, this movie is insane. This movie is honestly one of my personal favorite Christmas horror films. There's actually a sequel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Mutant Snowman, which also is really good. Honestly, I think the thing is with this movie is like the special effects aren't bad. Like the actual creature no. effects for Jack Frost, because it's all practical, like his his like the monster as it's moving around is fully practical. It is um, practical.
2: It definitely looks more like a warm blanket than a bunch of rolled up snow.
0: It is very much important to point out that it also stars none other than Shannon Elizabeth.
2: First movie. So first movie for Shannon Elizabeth. It's you worth get your it for start,
0: that. Hey, just like Jennifer Aniston, you get your start somewhere. Now, I'm not going to give a spoiler alert on that one either. But The the unfortunate reality of the situation is, is Jack Frost is not on 2 or anywhere you can rent it on Amazon prime. But if you're like me and I recommend anyone who is interested in the plot of a mutant snowman who kills people in the movies called Jack Frost, and it doesn't star Michael Keaton, you can buy yourself a copy. Not only that, but you can buy yourself a copy with the outstanding double feature with I ice scream man starring none other than Ron (laughs) Howard's ugly brother, Clint Howard. And if you haven't seen Uh, that movie, it's not set
2: at Christmas but also fucking fantastic. At least in the eye of the beholder. Did you know, fun fact, Jack Frost
0: based on a true story. True. It is actually very accurate.
1: Can we talk about the cover art for that movie too? Because oh, so. I know when I was a kid, I was like, this is the one that I need. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Cover. Co- was great. Fantastic.
0: Cover. art sells it. Speaking of great cover art. Let me bring you guys home with my final pick. The dumpster boys final pick for this Christmas. Frozen. and I'm gonna go with the 20 or the 20 the 20 it's not 20 it's 2005. Let me take you back in time to 2005. Pro wrestling was still very popular somehow oh. and none other than Bill Goldberg was star was was casted to star in a little film known as Santa Slay <laughs> Now Bill Goldberg stars as the titular Santa. In this horror film where he plays the devil's son who, after losing a bet with an angel, is forced to spend a thousand years playing Santa. But now after the thousand years has passed, good old Santa isn't so joyful anymore and decides to make up for lost time and lost bloodshed by going on a streak of wanton terror, leaving none alive in his wake. This movie. I love this movie so much, guys.
1: This legit, like, it was hard for me not to put this on my list. This would have been my fourth one for sure. I love this movie. I, I gotta come
2: clean. I know of it. I've not seen it. So I'm looking forward to watching it this Christmas season.
0: It is it is one of the funniest things in the world. The film opens with, with like, Chris Kattan is in the opening sequence. Gets killed. Sorry. Spoilers. Mm. He gets killed. Fran Drescher is in the opening sequence. She gets killed. Oh, yeah, Rebecca Gayhart gets killed. Some people, there's a scene where Santa goes into a strip club and uses a stripper pole as like a baton. It is mind-bogglingly funny. And it is it sure it's played as like a horror comedy. So it leans into that. But the movie is so fucking dumb and so fucking funny. I could not recommend it enough i just absolutely adore this movie um and i wish i could tell you guys that you could see this somewhere but guess what you're gonna have to rent it on amazon prime or do the right thing and buy yourself a fucking copy of this movie because if you don't fucking buy yourself a fucking copy of this movie you are literally pissing in santa's face and you are put on the safe trash in a list. this movie is fucking bomb
1: it's also the plot to this one is also as bonkers as rare exports i feel like or at least close to it like it's yeah. just insane
0: it's like the really shitty version of rare exports in terms of just the fact that it's incredibly low budget it stars bill fucking goldberg <laughs> who literally spears people multiple times in the movie i don't think he he does his signature jackhammer move but like whatever it doesn't With matter goldberg, so, one of your guys you're bill a wrestling goldberg.
2: guy at one point in your life right and i
0: was dude i was born in the 90s if you're not a wrestling guy and you're in the born in the 90s then are you a, a real person? Was Goldberg one of your dudes? Yes. I'm yeah, man.
1: I was a wrestling guy, even at one point. Everybody was into everybody
2: actor. was. Oh He's yeah. was from Atlanta, Georgia, baby.
0: He was from Atlanta, right. Georgia. I don't know that. How could you? How could you not like him? Well, I mean, a lot of wrestlers. We're going to go on a tangent on that, but either way, that brings me to the end of my list, the end of the three of our lists. But don't worry, we have one more Christmas present for you, and that is a list of honorable mentions. So we're going to start off. We're going to. Just a list. We have ten films for you. These were ones that we all enjoy, but we didn't think needed more explanation or really more of a pitch. These are ones if you want to go check them out, just make yourself a little list. And guess what? We probably even publish these on on Insta and Twitter and wherever the fuck we do our socials at. You can maybe see where this list is, or if you're just curious, message me. I'll send you this whole fucking list as well. Either way, we're gonna start off our honorable mentions with 2018's Anna in the Apocalypse. Perfect musical zombie Christmas film. Next up is going to be Gary Busey's The Ginger (laughs) Dead Man. You don't. Do I need to say anything more? The film came out in 2005 and it was full full moon features, so you can imagine.
1: Also good cover art.
0: Incredible cover art. Next up is going to be William Shatner's A Christmas Horror Story from 2015. This is an anthology horror film and definitely, definitely worth your time. Go check that out. Next up is going to be Krampus, also dropped in 2015. Uh, Krampus, we mentioned before, obviously, is about Krampus, and it has Tony Collette.
1: And it's it so, so bleak.
0: Now, this yeah. one, actually, Good. Jackie selected this for honorable mentions. This is ATM from 2012. What's ATM about, Jack?
1: I love a good bottle episode, if you will. And ATM is about a a killer stalking people inside of like an ATM booth. And it's phenomenal. You don't really see him. It's like the jacket and the the fur around it, which is the cover art as well. Does it
0: star Josh Peck from Drake and Josh?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't even know who that is. I think is. I'm just
0: making shit up. I want to say I'm correct on this. Doesn't matter. Either way, we're moving on to the next one on the list, which is Better Watch Out from 2016. This one has a lot of twists in it. And those twists are really fucking fun. So um check that one out. I uh, I don't want to say anything more because guess what? No, you can't. That would be a twist as it's well. a fun one though. All right. Now I want to drop a little one for all of our extreme horror fans and all of our fans who like their films in French and that is the 20 or 2007 film Inside. One might not call this a Christmas film, but those people are fucking liars. This movie is oui, oui horrifying and <laughs> it is a staple child for the french extremism uh, genre and if you like a lot Unintended. of blood and a lot of guts and a lot of fucked up shit go check this movie out it's great uh, next one up is another one from jack um who she brought for us which was await further instructions from 2018
1: i could actually do a whole pitch on that one it. Like it. I, I, I think this movie is just phenomenal. I just rewatched it uh, while I was making my list and it's a, a British film takes place at a family gathering during Christmas time. I will say that not a lot of the characters are super likable, but uh, when they go to leave, they find the doors and windows have been sealed with metal and they don't know how or why. And their instructions just popping up on their TV screen. Um, I don't want to spoil anything but it's so damn unique and it's just beautiful. It's such a
0: great film. film. Next up is going to be another trash cinema classic. And that is To All A Good Night from 1980. If you like David Hess or don't know who that name is, but you've seen the movie, The Last House on the Left, and you saw the one dude who is really fucking gross and terrifying. And it made you feel real bad inside. And then you realize he made a horror film about Christmas. Guess what? That is this movie. And um, it's Very different. There's a lot of nudity, as you can probably imagine. This film came out in the 1980s, so. Oh, boy. We just went buck wild back then, huh? Oh, they were on lots of cocaine. And then lastly, (laughs) another film that definitely was made on lots of cocaine. And this is a personal favorite amongst the three of us. And that will be 2018, Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Uh, How do you pitch a movie called Santa Jaws? I don't know. Put a fucking... Santa hat on a fucking shark, and then let it That's go. It. There's now, your cover art, baby. Get just, you, get it you some it. clip art not, of a Santa hat, hat and a great white a shark, shark and put it on your cover. The, the hat has a Santa hat on its fin, and the movie's called Santa Jaws. Why are you watching this all <laughs> the Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the honorable mentions, which also means... It brings us to the end of our episode. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share the hell of it your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word about this is key here, and we are baggers. Also, fuck Keith. Fuck Keith.
1: Fuck Keith.
0: If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel, so uh, go check us out there, or come check us out on Twitch. Uh, where you can find us at Spotlight Games Pod. And we are live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then if you don't can't catch us there, you can go watch the highlights on YouTube at your own leisure. Now, Jackie, where can we find you on the social media apps?
1: Oh, God, I didn't even think to prepare for this. Uh, I think I'm, I'm Tracy 1313 at everything, which is T-R-A-C-E-Y. No one will spell it right. Don't worry. And then everyone thinks it's my first name. So none of this matters.
0: None of this matters. But hey, if you're in New Orleans, guess what? Uh, Jackie leads ghost tours. So if you want one of the best ghost tours of your life and you're in New Orleans and you want to go get pissed face or you just want to go get pissed face, go find Jackie. She'll get pissed face with you there. Too.
1: <laughs> Phantom ghost tours. Hell
0: yeah. yeah. And then lastly, Bennett, you don't use Twitter. So we're not going to ask you where to find you there, but we can find you on Instagram. Where can they find you?
2: I up Bennett on Instagram and OnlyFans. Feet picks only. Feet hey, picks only, I have finger toes.
0: You can find us at. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at Kid Cayman on uh, all socials. You can also find uh, me at uh, our sister podcast at uh, Spot Game Spot on Twitter, Spotlight Games Podcast on Instagram, or Save Trash Cinema on all socials. One more time, if you want to be part of the show, whether it be a guest or just have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at save trash save trash cinema at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so I guess what I'll have to say after that is. Have a happy holiday and remember five big box office, save trash cinema.